In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday of the blessed month of Hatur, and the, the theme of this Coptic month is listening to the Word of God, listening to the Word of God in our life. And since this month corresponds to the planting season in Egypt, you'll notice that the readings of today are all about sowing and harvesting. Sowing, or sowing means to plant seed. And the gospel today is from Luke chapter 8, and it's the parable of the sower. And the, the, the gospel next week will actually be also the parable of the sower as well. But it's next week from Matthew chapter 13. And so since this gospel is back-to-back weeks, I want to speak to you about a powerful, a powerful verse in the Pauline epistle of today. In the Pauline epistle today, St. Paul, he says in his epistle to the Corinthians, he says, but I say this, he who sows sparingly, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And I think this verse contains three important principles that I want to share with you. Three important principles that we'll learn today. The first one is called the identity principle. The identity principle. The identity principle can be summarized. You, we reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. This is a principle of life. If a farmer goes and he plants cucumbers in his field, he's not going to come back and find watermelon. He planted cucumbers, so he's going to find cucumbers. If he found something else, you'd say, this is strange. The haga, like, kosa. This situation here. Something messed up. When I plant cucumbers, I expect cucumbers. You get exactly what you plant. This is the identity principle. You reap what you sow. And similarly, in our spiritual life, we will get back what we have planted. We will get back what we have planted. Actually, our Lord Jesus Christ, He used this idea in several places. He said in Matthew 7, He said, For with what judgment you use, or with what judgment you judge, it will be measured back to you. It will be measured back to you. Meaning, if you are uh, like a, a judging person, and you'd love to judge people, judge, 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 and exalt yourself about above people, then guess what? The Lord will... Measure it back to you. If you sow kira, had gib kira. If you are merciful and if you are loving, if you sow love and mercy, then guess what you will receive back? Love and mercy. That identity principle. Actually, actually, St. Paul, he goes on further in his second epistle to the Corinthians. He says, for all of us must appear before Christ to be judged. To be judged. And what are we going to be judged? He says, we will receive what we deserve. We will receive what we deserve according to everything we have done in our life, good or bad. So if you do, if you do bad, you will, you will receive bad. If you do good, you will receive good. This is the identity principle. We reap what we sow. Parents, parents, you should be an example to your kids in every way, knowing that you will reap what you sow. 
if the kids sees their parents fighting and using bad expressions and and anger and hostility and and all this stuff, then then what do you expect? What do you expect? What should you expect from your kids? If I want you to know that if you are sowing bad things in yourself and in your kids, like this is you will you will see what you you you've planted later on. The the vow that all the parents take when they baptize their children, they say something very beautiful. Maybe you can repeat it after me. Sow in them beautiful qualities. Sow in them beautiful qualities. What should you sow in them, parents? You should sow in them righteousness. You should sow in them praise. You should sow in them purity. You should sow in them obedience, love, and holiness. You should sow in them compassion, charity, and justice. You should sow in them godliness. You should sow in them patience. You should sow in them goodness. You should sow in them honesty and good work that pleases God so that your souls and your children's souls may live. Because this is the identity principle. If you sow these... In, then you will reap what you sow. Yeah? You will reap what you sow. Youth and children, what things are you sowing in your life? What things are you sowing in, in your life? What kind of virtues are you learning? If you spend your life playing the video games, and the video game players over here, if you spend your life playing video games all your, all your life, what will you reap from that? What benefit will it give you? You know when you are young is the best time to dedicate yourself to God. The best time to dedicate yourself to God. It's the best time to learn the hymns of the church, to read your Bible. It's the best time to be to give to God. You know, one thing I always hear from the elderly when I meet with the elderly, one thing they always say when I meet with the elderly, they say, I wish I gave more to God in my youth. Every elderly person I've ever met, they say this. I wish I gave more to God in my youth. So yalla youth, sow all these wonderful qualities now and reap them when you're old. Reap them when you're old. This leads me to my second principle. The second principle is called the intensity principle. The intensity principle. The intensity principle, you see it in the verse, it says, He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So how you sow is important. How you sow is important. If you sow adikida, you'll get adikida. If you sow a lot, you will reap a lot. Many people might not think that they're growing in their spiritual life. You say, I'm not growing in my spiritual life. I'm not growing in my spiritual life. My spiritual life, I'm stagnant. I've never grown in my spiritual life. And especially now during this pandemic, Kulena, very stagnant. All of us, yani, the, the spiritual level, yani, God, like I hope, uh, yeah, it's not too many, but all of us have gone through the, the drought. If you haven't gone, who's gone through the drought? I know I went through the drought several times through this pandemic. And the spiritual life, yani, kidda, mayit, kidda, dead. Spiritual deadness, spiritual dryness. 
You might say, why? Why are we spiritually dry? Why are we spiritually dry? Why am I not growing in my spiritual life in general? Not just now, in, in general. I think there's one beautiful story I want to share with you. And I think it illustrates this concept. Mara, I went to the gym with some of these kids. Mishaul, this you'll figure out too. And I went to the gym with these kids and we were exercising. I was exercising. They were playing on their phones the whole time. The whole time. And I was like, we finished the workout and I was like, I was done. And I realized they didn't do anything. They were just sitting on their phones talking. They probably worked out for five minutes in the two hours. Like the hour that we were there. <laughs> didn't benefit, like no benefit at all. So at the end of the year, when you go to see these people, they say, we didn't increase at all. We, do. we went to the gym every day. We went to the gym every three times a week. And we, we saw no progress in our spiritual life. What should you say to them? You reaped sparingly. So the, or you sowed sparingly, so now you reap sparingly. You reap sparingly. Another time I went to the gym with someone else, who you could probably figure out, like, <laughs> he killed me. And I woke up the next day, like, can't move. And I felt like the whole body sore. And I said, if I do this every, like, every day, wow, you reap like you sow plentiful, you reap plenty. The idea is clear. Many people they come to church, but guess what? They're playing on the phones, kiddo the whole time, talking, discussing, like no prayer. <laughs> no prayer. We read the Bible at home, Mephish God for the Bible, like just oh okay, and then we submit the verse in Bible marathon, done. Okay, good. Then the spiritual reward, the, 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 what will you reap? <laughs> what will you reap? You didn't benefit. You didn't benefit. This is the intensity. If you reap, if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. We need to put all our heart, all our energy to know God. When we dig into the Bible, we dig into the liturgy. If we dig deep into the spiritual lesson, some people they go to Sunday school, say, they're at Sunday school, but they're not at Sunday school. It's a different world. So what are you going to benefit from Sunday school? And then we say, what like? How can we the, is Sunday school improve? And then they give us all the same topics we just spoke about. <laughs> the problem's not the topics. Actually, the problem is the the listening. Maybe not part of it could be topics, but part of it could be listening. Actually, this topic is so fascinating. That's what I'm going to speak to you next week about, actually. I'll give you a little teaser about what next week, and God willing, if we're still around till next week. That's, that will be the topic for next week. This is the intensity principle. Intensity principle. St. Anthony followed this intensity principle. You know, St. Anthony, he gave everything he had to God. Everything. He gave all his money, he gave all his time, he gave all his energy to living with God. And so he sowed bountifully and he reaped bountifully. We said two principles. We said the identity principle and the... Huh? The intensity principle. The third one is the investment principle. 
that we will always reap after we sow. After we sow. Let's look at the grammar of this verse. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Fihaga, a key word here. Did you see it? What is it? Will. Mustaqbal. Mustaqbal. The future. Future, you will. What you plant now, you will get later. You will. If you, if you sow sparingly now, you will reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully now, you will reap bountifully. It's a future tense. This is the heart of investing. The heart of investing. Investing is about saving now, something now, and with the passage of time, what you saved will grow into something larger and larger and larger and larger, something more valuable. And the key is to invest properly. The key is to invest properly. If you invest properly, then you will be able to reap much more than what you sowed. From the beginning, you could put something very little, and then because of time, because the way investment works, then you will reap something much later, something much bigger at a later date. The question becomes, how can we invest properly in the spiritual sense? How can we invest properly in the spiritual sense? And I think one big answer to this is giving, giving. By giving, you can invest in your spiritual life. Is by giving. To be a giving people. Actually, the context for the verse that we're studying today is St. Paul was trying to encourage the Corinthians that they need to be giving people. And he's saying, into Corinthians, you're into just a bunch of greedy people. You don't give. So he told them, if you sow sparingly... You will reap sparingly, but if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And one of the beautiful ideas that St. John Chrysostom says, he said, he did, how come St. Paul didn't say, if you give sparingly? He said, he used the word sow because it gives the idea of investment. That God will reward. There is a reward. There is something. It's not just you're giving away al-fadi. No, you are not. This is... A blessing. When you give, you are getting a blessing. In other words, if you are stingy, if you are greedy, if you are a selfish person, you will, you will reap what you sow. King Solomon, listen to how King Solomon says this in the Proverbs. He says something so beautiful. He says, there is one who scatters, one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds, more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The one who tries to hold on to more, actually he leads and he thinks he's saving for himself. Actually, this is the poorest person ever. But the one who scatters, says it increases more, increases more. That's why... Giving is so powerful. Giving is so powerful. St. John Chrysostom, he reminds us of the power of giving. He says, have you washed your hands with physical water? He says, wash your hands of your soul with almsgiving. He says, do not use poverty as your excuse. Don't use poverty as your excuse. The widow, 
granted Elijah during her worst state of poverty, didn't the widow, she gave to Elijah, even though she had nothing. (laughs) And they're all about to die from famine. (laughs) And she gave Elijah some of the flour. And poverty did not hinder her. Rather, she received him with great happiness. For this reason, she issued worthy fruit and reaped, look at St. John Chrysostom, he says, and reaped the ear of almsgiving. This is the investment principle. The widow, she gave a little bit of flour, but actually she reaped much more. And she found sustenance for her, for her and her family. I heard a, a story that I think summarizes this whole idea in, in, in actually the issues that's plaguing our society. Actually, our generation, my generation, is actually much more greedy than the older generation. The older generation, Yanni, God be with you, you guys are very generous, God bless you, but our generation actually, I speak like me included, is actually a little more like selfish, a little bit more selfish. And I heard a story that I think kind of summarizes this, this idea. It was about a father, he goes to the drive-thru with his son and he orders some french fries. So then, what the father does is he goes and dips his hand on the back seat, takes a fry from the kid. Well, kid again. How dare you take a fry from me? How dare you take a fry? From me. This is my fries. So the father, he thought of a couple points that I want us to think about. Like, what's wrong with this situation? The father actually is the one who gave all the fries to the kid. The father is the one that gave him the fries to benefit. And said, here, take, take these fries. I'm good, I want to give you these fries. Therefore, your benefit. So this kid holding on to it is actually, he's holding on to something that didn't belong to him. It doesn't belong to him. And likewise, when we hold on to things and we are not giving, actually we're holding on to things that don't belong to us. The second thing is, when the father reached behind and took this fry, you think when he ate this fry, he like... uh, He's going to be full. Like you think he really, Yanni Haimutman taking like, he needed that one fry to sustain him? No, he didn't. He didn't. Actually, in the Old Testament, many people, they thought they were offering sacrifices to God because God needed their sacrifice. That God needed their sacrifice. If God doesn't get this lamb and this thing, he's going to be hungry. And, you know, like, we give these sacrifices to God to make God full and happy. And when everyone's full and happy, everyone's happy. No one's hangry, (laughs) you know. Actually, but the Lord rebukes this idea. He says, this is foolishness. Actually, in the Psalms, he says, if I were hungry, the Lord is speaking. He says, if I were hungry, I would not ask you for food. (laughs) For the world and everything in it is mine. Is mine, minad awan. This is the first principle. It's mine. Everything is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? And God eats the flesh of... What are you guys thinking about? Then he says, Let the giving of thanks be your sacrifice to God. Let the giving of thanks be your sacrifice to God. Giving one fry to the Father should be... Is not to sustain the Father, but is to give the Father... 
thanks for what He has given you. It is we give as an offering of thanks, of gratitude. And that's why the next part of the verse that we are studying today, it says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly. So I would tell like to give, like if I say, Yeah, we have a service, we need help for di wadi 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 wadi. And then you say, Ah, buna, shazin, tabanin, Then you would say, You're not fulfilling what St. Paul says. He says, do not give grudgingly or of necessity for the Lord, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. Number three, the father is capable of giving his son more fries. Right? He's wealthy. <laughs> the father could have, he could have bought an extra one and given, he can give you more fries. And this is the investment principle that I, we were talking about earlier. One seed that is planted in good ground, can give a hundredfold. Can give a hundredfold. That's a great investment. So, if you could plant one seed and get a hundredfold, that would be a great investment. I'll finish with the last part of this verse. It says, God is able. This is the last part of the verse and then we're done. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Make all grace abound toward you. That you, always having sufficiency, always having sufficiency in all things, may have abundance for every good work. Have you heard the expression there? Fin, the expression there. Huh? In the liturgy, we say this. So when you give, actually God will give you more grace, and He will give you sufficiency in everything, that you can abound and do more good Deeds and good, more good works. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. Today we spoke about three principles. Huh? The first principle is the identity principle. Identity principle. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. The second principle, intensity. You reap how you sow. You reap how you sow. La went dala fil jim, dala. If you're dala in your prayer life, dala. Yeah? How you sow. And the third one, the investment principle, we reap after we sow, we reap more than what we sow. Yeah? And glory be to God forever. Amen.